What is up, Speedy Freaks? This week, we are covering the 2014 movie, The Rewrite, which stars Hugh Grant and Marissa Tomei. But more importantly, almost the entire film is set in the crown jewel of the southern tier, Binghamton, New York. When Jim and I sat down, we didn't expect we'd talk about this movie for over two hours, so we're, we're actually going to break format a little bit and break this review up into two separate episodes. Today's episode will cover the first half of the movie, and next week's episode will cover, you guessed it, the second half of the movie. As you'll hear, I can't quite recommend watching this movie, but if you're so inclined, we have the movie linked down below. It is free to watch, so check it out if you want. Or you can listen to us recap the whole movie, which we're going to start right now. Hey, what's up? I'm Jim Search, and welcome to Understanding Upstate. It's a podcast dedicated to exploring what makes upstate New York such a unique place. Each week, my co-host Rob Adler and I dive into a new upstate topic to better understand what's up upstate and today we are talking about the 2014 classic film the rewrite (laughs) which was uh shot on location for a week in binghamton new york so this for me rob was what a what a ride yeah and boy (laughs) i got a lot of fucking notes to uh to jump into with this one because yeah, I, I was gonna say i think we both have an encyclopedia's worth of notes so <laughs> yeah. there, there's gonna be i think we're gonna pretty much just get right into it with yeah we, minimal uh intro or outro uh we, yeah this is a four-hour episode just mm-hmm. buckle in <laughs> yeah so if you uh if this is a sunday and you are cleaning your house <laughs> you want to do a deep clean of your home put us on in the background while you uh while you get to that listen to it twice you yeah, know we, we need those listens or yeah make it a, make it a full shift if this is a four hour episode you know you do uh, you do eight and that your day is done man look listening to our episode two times is going to be more enjoyable than watching half of this movie <laughs> <laughs> that's the promise i'm i'm making so when we get to the review section <laughs> yeah. at the end rob i feel like people are going to know what direction you're ready to go yeah. to uh review this little classic uh joint here it uh it's 10 it's a 10 year old film and boy does it <laughs> feel it it's well Ooh. what's well what's interesting too is like 2014 in that area which is when this movie came out was even though it's roughly 10 years ago film was really fucking different Mm -hmm. and the shit that would fly on film on television even in stand-up you can't do today (laughs) right like we talk about like when you go to like when you watch like those like uh, frat films yep. from like the 80s like Revenge of the Nerds like Meatball uh, Porky's and all that shit yep. right those films do not age well right right. but there's a substantial pocket of film from this mm-hmm. time that do not age well <laughs> yeah. and this is definitely going to be one of those because boy uh, Hugh Grant's character Keith in this film unredeemable is a bad dude it normalized a lot of behavior that would have gotten his ass fucking i think jim the entire uh the entire english department would have been thrown out (laughs) we'll we'll get into it but my my word i watched this movie with my wife and we both groaned 
so many times through <laughs> yeah i you know i i watched this uh on the dolo here and as i'm watching it i'm just like yeah th- I, this guy boy i can't believe he's saying this shit out loud yeah and also like the writing i'm like man you yeah guys and just- the context is like he's he's uh he's made some bad decisions but you like him Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, like there is supposed to be this yeah, like this lovable aspect of yeah. like the fuck up. Like he's supposed to be like a McNulty from the wire. He's, he's a Hugh Grant character. This right. movie stars Hugh Grant. I don't know. I don't know yeah, that's that's really that's really what it is. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, should we should we just get right into it? Let's jump right to it, man. All right. So we open the film, right? And Keith, mm-hmm. uh, Hugh Grant's character. Jim, let's throw out all character names immediately. All right. All, all right. my notes are Hugh Grant and Marissa Tomei. Marissa like, I'm Tomei. not using character names. There's so many famous people in this movie. We don't have to use character names. I also so. have uh, uh, the Nazi from Oz. Oh, yes. <laughs> who, yes. J.K. Simmons. Yep. Who also, yeah, we'll just call J.K. All right, so Hugh's character, or Hugh Grant, Mm -hmm. is pitching, he's a Hollywood writer, right? And he's pitching a film where Jack Nicholson uh, is in a a funeral, and he comes back to life, or some shit like that, (laughs) and nobody likes it. Nobody wants it. Uh, In fact, uh, one of the uh, people he's pitching it to is just like, what if you had like a woman lead character in the film <laughs> right. and boy, Hugh doesn't like that. Right. Uh, and also like uh, <laughs> the, his tone is like, and we hear this a lot throughout the movie, but like everyone's doing movies about women that, that are empowered. I was like, were they in 2014? <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, what, I don't know what movies you're watching, yeah. dude, but man, also for context, this movie was written and directed by uh, the writer who wrote both Miss Congeniality movies, which ah. is a movie that has a strong female lead, a one Sandra Bullock. He sure. like wrote, he collaborated with Sandra Bullock a ton, uh, and also Hugh Grant. Like he's he's written movies with strong female leads. Uh, it's- I. I think he's just trying to establish how much of a shitty person Hugh is in this sure. movie, right? Sure. So, like, I don't know if, now that we're talking about it, if he really was trying to have, like, he was trying to send this guy as far left as he could. Right. Uh, not in politics, but in just fucking demeanor. So, uh, Hugh's agent, right, pitches him because, like, nothing is nothing's going well, right? Yep. He's, he's, you know, getting rejected after, he's rejection after rejection. Hugh's agent pitches him a job in Binghamton, mm-hmm. right? And he would be teaching screenwriting. And of course, Hugh is so much above this. He's like, you can't teach writing, which is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, how the fuck right. did you learn how to do it, right. shithead? So he's like, I don't want to do this. I'm better than this. And then the lights go out in his apartment. I think he says something in effect of... Uh... Teachers are like miserable fucks who can't do so they teach that you know that, that old, trope that old yes. trope exactly like 
their failures. So now they found this little pocket where they can have control, like that sort yeah. of shit, right? Because things are going so well, right? Because <laughs> right. he's fucking killing it right, right. now. Uh, and then I will give I will give this film some credit uh, in that you know there's that idea of you show don't tell, yeah. right? So like the lights go out in his house, and you're like, well. You gonna take this job then? And dog? Con Ed calls immediately. I was like, <laughs> I mean, they'll right. cut your power off. They're not contacting you. Nah, Have you ever man. tried to deal with <laughs> Con Ed or and Nat, Nat Grid? They're not responsive. <laughs> and if anything, you got to talk to them yeah. <laughs> because you. they're kind of in control right yeah. now because yeah. they're a multi-billion-dollar fucking organization. But it's a movie I can suspend disbelief yeah, for, for that. We're gonna let that. We'll let that slide. <laughs> so then, Hugh, after doing some reconsidering, mm-hmm. goes, and I quote: "Where exactly is Binghampton? Mm, yeah, fuck." You. This is <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, dude. Yeah. There is no P in that. Yeah. How dare you? As a Binghamton fucking native, get the fuck out of here. And I don't care if you're from England or whatever. Sure. You better fucking put some respect on the name of Binghamton, please. So he says that. I'm immediately just like, <laughs> I hope you lose. <laughs> I'm not rooting for you at any point. Here. Look, you were gonna cut him some slack with the uh, the women comments in film, but this is where you draw the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, I'll let your misogyny slide, but right. once you put a P in, uh, uh-uh, uh, not here for that. So that is sarcasm, by the way. Guys. Yes. Uh, yes. So. Now uh, we do like this expository scene where we get the scoop on Binghamton, mm-hmm. right? We learn about Speedy. He's on some like proto Wikipedia page too. I, like I almost did some screen screenshots to read what this page said, but I I did not have the time to, <laughs> to, to deal with this. Although I did oh. I did notice uh, on one of the pages it said. Uh, like Binghamton was known as the city of parlors or something yes, to that extent, which, which we'll, we're going to have to cover at a later. Yep. A later parlor city. Um, so speedies, we learned about that. I think we had like a speedy diagram, right? Like mm-hmm. I was, yeah. At this point I was, had called my wife into the room and rewound cause she missed this part. I was like, Athena, there's speedy diagrams. She's like, okay. <laughs> like cool uh, yeah. uh, do you want anything to drink uh, <laughs> yeah. so then so then we get to Rod Serling right mm-hmm. you have to like if you're yeah. gonna do your uh, if you're gonna do your rundown of Binghamton you better talk about Rod which to further poke holes in his theory of you can't learn how to write or like you you can't teach someone how to write blah 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 well yeah rod serling learned to write and was inspired by his teacher yeah helen foley which we covered which we we covered if you had listened to our goddamn podcast if you would have jumped in your time machine and understood that like he learned rod serling you know the godfather of television writing mm-hmm. <laughs> learned how to write and was inspired to write by his teacher and then went to like many universities in his uh and in his taught career. himself and taught. yeah he was an adjunct himself. And stuff. get out of here man so anyway he uh he he goes to binghamton mm-hmm. right and as he put it the end of civilization fuck you has he been to Appalachian? he has not been to Appalachian. <laughs> damn it Almost. I, so close. We'll get there, man. <laughs> no, you know we what? Won't, yes, we will. Because oh, once a teacher, always a teacher. That's we're true. gonna right. now with that attitude you won't. That's true. So we're in Binghamton. He is the 
we are seeing Binghamton, yeah. and boy, am I getting hyped. So now this is fun. So when he gets the letter from Binghamton University, mm-hmm. right? Because also, like, he take obviously he takes a job. They go, he goes, and they give him housing. You know, he's a professor at the college, so they throw him in the house and shit. His house is 296 Murray Street, Mm -hmm. which your boy grew up on Murray Street. (laughs) So I'm like, let's talk about it. So I'm like, wait a minute. Because then I see, like, where he lives, Mm -hmm. and I'm also like, and if you any speedy freaks out there who love this movie as uh, much as you do, I don't know if those scenes outside are in Binghamton, mm-hmm. but it looks real fucking close. Mm-hmm. Like that, whoever if that's a set, right. tip I tip my hat to you. But two ninety six Murray Street is off Lydia Street, mm-hmm. and that is in the hood. Now <laughs> I did a Google Map search uh-huh. of two ninety six. Murray Street, and yeah, if y'all are out there listening, look up 296 Murray Street <laughs> and see that ain't no college professor right, right. about to live in this house. It was like a gorgeous uh, yellow Victorian man, like mansion. Right? Yeah, like, was, like there's uh, a lot of pre-war housing in Binghamton that looks absolutely gorgeous, yeah. and that would be one of them that he was staying in, but 296 Murray <laughs> Street in real life, dude, you are in the hood. You are in the hood on the west side. Uh, now, where he was looks like the west side of Binghamton, so like I will give them that. Right. It looks like a really nice part of town, which there are nice parts of Binghamton. But two ninety six Murray, uh, uh-uh. uh, not 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 on my watch. We're not. We're not. <laughs> I will. I will not suspend belief for that, Rob. No way. Now, then they do, so then they cut to a shot of the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're doing a shot of the bridge. I, I told Athena that we walked across it. Yeah, damn right we did. <laughs> God damn right we did. And that angle from where they were shooting is yep. the Holiday Inn. Like, I know that angle. Whoa, I have okay. stayed yep. in many a hotel room in the Holiday Inn. I know that exact angle, if not in a room there on the roof. Right. Or, or something, but like that specific. I was, angle. I thought I was being real, real cool telling Athena I walked across that bridge. Meanwhile, you're like, I've had this view before. That's, <laughs> I've seen this bridge from this angle before. That's, well, truth that's be told, I have a little bit, of, <laughs> having grown up in this town, sure, sure. <laughs> I definitely may have some lived experience that I'm bringing to the table. Well, here. you know what? When we go to Sterling Fest 2024, we'll try and get a room with that view oh yeah oh hell yeah and we'll we'll put pictures on our instagram you should go follow us on instagram so you can see those pictures in six months that's right baby what's the name of our instagram at understanding upstate that's right yeah so we get that to establish that we are now in binghamton Mm -hmm. i think we maybe see one of the uh ej arches yep yeah oh yeah yeah. which again we've talked about Mm -hmm. uh on our on our little pod here now, we we cut to uh, Hugh is at a Wendy's, right? <laughs> Which, this is, meanwhile, we've been talking for a while. We're not even 10 minutes in. I know. Not we're... even 10 minutes in. For what's about to happen, my mind was absolutely blown. Right. <laughs> a lot it's of behavior gets normalized real quick, yeah. real, real yeah. quick. What I, what I can say, though, and I felt I, I, I almost forgot to mention this, 
what's great about this film mm-hmm. is it really does echo so much of life in Binghamton because it's a lot of white people with a few black people sprinkled in. Sure. And that is very much life in Binghamton. So whoever did the research sure. of this, boy, did they nail it. Or it's just Hollywood. Or it's just a movie from 2014. <laughs> or that, right? That's also right. the part of the part of the uh, plot line as well. So anyway, uh, Hugh is at uh, a Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just any Wendy's, okay? This is an actual honest-to-God Wendy's mm-hmm. in Binghamton on the west side. It still stands to this day, and your boy worked at that Wendy's many, many moons ago. This is a uh, stunning revelation. Again, I thought I was impressed when you said you ha- you've seen that same view from the bridge. You've worked in the Wendy's. <laughs> I worked. I worked at the Wendy's <laughs> featured in the rewrite where Hugh sat looking like a piece of shit uh, just off into space, right? Also considering they only had a week in Binghamton, <laughs> they spent at least a whole day at this fucking Wendy's. They sure did. What and, are they doing? <laughs> and, you know, to get that, what, this scene that they're in the Wendy's, I don't know, it's like six minutes, we'll say? I will, I'll say this. It's the most important scene in this film because it set my, I already disliked Hugh Grant as a character and kind of as a person. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. But, but uh, already don't like this character after this. After what is about to transpire, sure, irredeemable for the rest of the movie. I'm done with him. I'm I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not going to make a good case for himself. But no. before I tell you that, I should tell you a quick anecdote about this Wendy's in particular. Please do this Wendy's that I worked in many many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a manager who, when it would get very busy, he would sneak into the walk-in cooler and eat chicken sandwiches while everyone else worked. Right, wow. I remember it was a this. Power move. <laughs> yeah, it was a real power move where he would do that, and he would do it. Uh, and one time when he did it, somebody turned the lights off in the walk-in cooler oh. while he was eating yeah. the sandwich. Yeah, and I'll never forget. He kicks the door open and he goes, "The next person who turns that light off is suspended for two weeks." Mm-hmm. And we were all like. Well, what if you didn't hang out in there, right? Because then you wouldn't have to worry about that and actually do your job. Um, But anyway, fun story about Wendy's. Now, (laughs) jump back into the movie. Hugh is sitting there staring off into space, reflecting on the fact that he is now (laughs) in the end of civilization. Right. Also, why, like, there's good food options in Binghamton. There I've sampled sure some of them. Yeah. Why the fuck did he go to Wendy's? I think, you know what though, I think the reason he did is that, well, A, he didn't know about any of this, right. even though like he did his research on speedies, but sure. I don't think he really believed in the power of them. Yep. yep. And he had to go with what he knew mm-hmm. and what he knows is going to be the corporate chain Wendy's, which, which, which is there. Now, he's staring off into space and then there are these three college girls that are sitting on the other side of the restaurant and one of them goes you know what are you looking at and he's like oh i'm so sorry and then they start hitting on him yeah right and what does he do jim he stands up and takes walks over and takes a seat boy does he (laughs) pulls up a chair This 40-plus dude is not wasting any time in coming over. I think you're a, being generous with that 40-plus. This 75-year-old <laughs> man uh, is not, it's not wasting any time 
obliging these women uh, what what they want. Now, one of the uh, one of the, the women there, we call yeah, we'll call them girls because these girls are really young. Uh, <laughs> yes, reaches over to take a fry from him. No. On, <laughs> on some real like I'm flirting with you. Yeah, that's right? when you stand up and bust your tray and leave. Like, all right, I'm out. And I, I shouldn't have been here to begin with. I, I'm out. Yeah, but you know, since he's a Hollywood scumbag, sure. he's like, oh, young chicks. All right, yep. let's go. And so then we also one of them is high, right? Like, yes. like one of them's out of it. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think they're all students at Binghamton University, yes, right? And students. one of them recognizes him as the one that takes the French fry. I believe I think her name's Karen. Kara. Kara. Yeah, or Karen. Ooh, Kara. I don't know. Uh, all right, we can go with Karen. <laughs> Let's, we, I like Karen. That sure. does establish something sure. as well. Uh, all right, Karen so. uh, recognizes him as a as a famous Hollywood writer. Sure. Uh, I don't know if we've mentioned it in the in this movie. He's had like one big hit. Right, uh, Paradise, something. Paradise, not Lost. Oh, I was man. about to say Paradise Lost. Paradise, something. Right. He's got one movie, his like first big big movie, and he got an Oscar for it. Right. Yes. That's the, and again, he's just he hasn't had success since that. Like we were mentioning, but she recognizes him as being this somewhat famous writer. Right. Right. So now, uh, so after that. We we move to uh, Hugh waking up in bed, like he's just now back in bed, like at his house. Yeah, right. And then the camera pans out, and there is the college girl laying right next to him. Mm-hmm. And I have in my notes, "Welcome to Binghamton, baby." <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> here we are. At this point, I think I'm I'm texting you, and uh, as I'm watching it, and my main thought and concern is outside of this fictitious world in the real world how the fuck did binghamton university agree to being portrayed in this film because (laughs) they have a professor there's more but within the first 10 minutes a visiting professor picks up a student at Wendy's and brings them home. What the fuck were they thinking? Which I will say, don't get more Bingham to that. (laughs) Truth (laughs) in advertising. Listen, man, as a, as a born and raised Binghamtonian, a, uh, (sighs) a guy dating an age inappropriate girl, uh, and picking her up at a Wendy's. Man, this isn't. This ain't the first time that this has happened. Sure, so sure. we might be real true to form of <laughs> a life uh, for some Binghamtonians. Now, to even just further continue down the road of like creep Binghamton behavior. Sure, sure. The, the, after we see this, uh, the Hugh and the college girl in bed. Then there's just a guy in the window, right? Yeah. He just appears. Yeah. Chris Elliott. A, I was going to say Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott and, uh, appears in his window. He's the uh, camera guy in Groundhog Day. Yep. Uh, he's in Shit's Creek. He's uh, yeah, very recognizable face. And also kind of a, he like he plays creepy guys sometimes. And, and not, well. a, not a face you want poking in your window. But again, 
if this is not true to form Binghamton, <laughs> man, listen, <laughs> this is not this is not too far fetched for my little hometown. Yeah. Uh, so he shows up. He is just on some creep shit, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "All right, man, uh, I get it. Cool." And then after that, uh, Hugh goes to work yep. and he meets his boss, who is the Nazi from Oz. Yep, J.K. Simmons, who uh, this movie came out like at the exact same time that Whiplash came out, where he's playing a, an abusive I, educator. Yes, uh, and this is a different a different role. And my like my own headcanon was like this is the spoiler alert for Whiplash. <laughs> right. He gets fired. Uh but the <laughs> but this is the job he he went and took after he was uh fired. I that forgot was, getting canned. Yeah. Now so he he's there, he kind of gives Hugh the rundown and he's like, "All right, so you're going to be a professor here. Uh you're going to teach screenwriting. Uh you know, you've got uh, uh 70 screenplays to read. They're at like 30 pages each." Yeah. Uh so have at it by tomorrow or some shit. Yeah, too. just like some just like cra- email exists, guys. Like come on. <laughs> he had a he had a, a the flight from LA to Binghamton is not short, and I assume not direct either. No. I- <laughs> I, I again to the shock of so many of our speedy freaks out there yeah. uh there is not a straight shot sure uh, you're gonna transfer he had at least 10 to 12 hours of transit where he could have been flipping through these scripts absolutely and like i would hazard to say that like you probably fly from la to new york yeah. which there are some straight shots although i guess i think uh he it showed him driving from like scranton area or that that's yeah. another option you could fly into scranton or i mean but there was yeah yeah, yeah. There, the, he we did have the car scene i was even thinking like you could fly from la to new york and then drive yeah. from new york up. yeah but even but, la to, to scranton I, there's got to be a connection there's, there's gotta, yeah, got to be a connection you're gonna you, you might even connect before that yeah. somewhere in the midwest if i had to guess yeah. chicago so, minneapolis you know. yeah there yeah, might be yeah, a, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. catch a flight there. Anyway, that's our <laughs> that's our spinoff podcast is connecting <laughs> yeah. flights. Uh, to, oh, it's Binghamton. Damn, dude, that's a good podcast name. I'm gonna bookmark that for later. We'll mm. figure out what it's like. Yeah, we'll mm. figure that one we'll out. We'll get there. So, <laughs> Marissa Tomei pops up right and recognizes yep. him. Yeah. Right. And, you know, she is a bit older than the previous uh, woman that uh, Hugh had uh, been with. like by 30 (laughs) 30 years? A touch touch older. One might say age appropriate. Yes, this is an age appropriate (laughs) woman for uh, Hugh. And she is really bringing in like the uh, going back to school As a older, as an adult, yeah. uh, though he a, assumes that she is a uh, professor, professor. Right, 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 right. Um, and then you kind of get the energy that she's kind of hitting on him a little yeah. bit too. Um, and he's not interested. Not at, interested at this point. I my I was I was livid. Uh, I, I think I believe I said to my my wife like Marissa Tomei is one of the most attractive women <laughs> right. to uh, 
grace the silver screen, Hugh Grant couldn't care less. And that's because he's a predator and he wants uh, women that he can manipulate. So, Correct. Uh, again, just we're just establishing that he's a piece of shit yes. by not being attracted to Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Sorry. It's... Uh, and that's those you are you're, <laughs> you're hitting you're hitting the nail on the head in each moment here. So she wants to submit a screenplay yeah. and he's like, fuck that. <laughs> like, I already wait. We. We missed an important detail. He selected his, at this point, oh, he selected his class. Right. And this right. is, again, we're building the, I'm building a court case against this character. Uh, like, and a he, solid one. Yeah. At this Pretty point, solid. so he's, uh, the scene we missed was he's got all the scripts and he's going, he's going through them very quickly, right? Like, he's looking at, like, he reads like a one page and he's like, oh, this is fucking terrible. Right. Doesn't like not giving any of them a chance. So then he pops on to Facebook and he starts like looking up the students' names and he selects his class like a, again, a fucking predator just by looks. He's just putting in young women that he regards as attractive to his class. And this is like explicit. Like, and sure. it's also played up for yucks. It's like played for jokes. There's, I believe, like, funk 70s porno kind of music playing at this point yep. too and i was just whew, not a fan and, and then so like and to to further establish this yes. right there's like a good looking dude that yep. pops up and he's like fuck that yeah like so you're not I'm doing like, that too good looking and he puts in two dudes that two are nerds. like two two nerdy looking dudes that are gonna be no competition for him correct right? which correct. like golly uh, All played for yucks. Yep. We're, we're, so cut back to Marissa Tomei. She's trying. He's selected his class. He's trying. She wants to see if she can still get in with like a late submission. Yeah. Right? And he's like, "All right, whatever." Um, now, uh, uh, J.K. I also want to call him Schillinger uh, <laughs> because uh, he, he uh, that is his name from Oz. But we'll go with J.K. Sure. Uh, J.K. Uh, uh, tells. Uh, Hugh that you know there there's going to be like a mixer or like a staff yep. uh, happy hour cocktail hour or whatever in the Susquehanna room mm-hmm. which is named after the Susquehanna River also in Binghamton yeah. shout out so they did their research which uh, meets in a confluence with the Shenango damn it Shenango ah, man I was, there. I, was, I was walking right. you there I was walking you there hey look I'm uh, surprised I said confluence and used it uh, in the correct uh, usage. I should stop while I'm ahead. Yeah, <laughs> listen, man. Two rivers meet together. That is a confluence. All right. Now, so we get to the party, and you guys may be listening, and if you haven't seen the movie, you know, you're Don't. probably- Don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. The, uh, and I, I think I mentioned this off mic. Uh, the only likable character in this film is Binghamton. Right, baby. That's right. <laughs> and like, if you want to see Binghamton, man, it's uh, the film is shot well. It's there's some beautiful shots of Binghamton, and we'll get to some of the uh, the fixtures of uh, Binghamton. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's and right, baby. Uh, it, yeah, go. I don't, yeah, g- skim through for the panoramic shots of Binghamton. I would I would also offer, though, if you are from Binghamton, sure. this is a fun dive yeah. because there are some real landmarks, if you yeah. know, you know, like the Wendy's I used to work in and <laughs> the the Brit, like they, they really, that is, and also, I, I'm all over the place here, but also the Binghamton Airport, that is the airport oh, in gee. Binghamton. Cool. So 
there is still some there are some landmarks to be seen i was gonna uh, say if uh if you're a fan of this podcast which god i hope you are if you're listening yeah you uh, better be man <laughs> i like i enjoyed noticing things i knew from like, sure from doing this podcast right or like things i've seen when i when you and i visited binghamton right uh, so it was it's fun to watch in that regard also it's online for free, so I, I would have felt differently if I paid money to rent. To rent yeah, uh, I, I would. I would offer watch this because it's free. Yeah, I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't dismiss. I wouldn't pay money to see this. Uh, <laughs> but you know, again, if you are from uh, the Binghamton area, this is a fun, fun dive. And also, quick side note: uh, when I, I vaguely remember when this was filming, mm. there was a there was a substantial buzz around Binghamton that this was happening because they're filming a legit Hollywood feature yep. in Binghamton, New York. This does not happen very often. Yep. All right. So, back into the back into <laughs> the blockbuster, the rewrite. <laughs> so, Hugh goes to the party and again, folks, for those of you who have not seen this, you are not going to be shocked when I say this, but he turns out to be a real misogynist piece of shit yeah. in this party, <laughs> slowly gets drunk throughout it. Meets- Jim, you're giving him too much credit. He does not slowly get drunk. He houses his first like goblet of red wine, immediately takes a second, Downs that pretty quickly too. He's he's so, quick on the quick on the draw and quick. What on I the meant step. to say was slow, <laughs> slow compared to a frat guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, um, sure, sure. No, uh, you are correct. <clears throat> he does get shit housed, uh, <laughs> and then you know definitely puts his foot in his mouth in speaking to all the staff because he's talking to and I forget the woman's name, Allison Janney, another. Uh, Real, real famous actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in, um, God, what was that movie? Anyway. Um, she's in, um, yeah, again, you would absolutely recognize her. Uh, she's in, <laughs> no, I'm about to say, God, what's that TV Tanya? show? Was she in Tanya? Maybe. I didn't see Tanya. Tanya is about she's, Tanya Harding, and she was her fucked up mom. Oh, she's uh, the stepmom in Juno, I think. Okay. Uh, she or just the mom in Juno. Uh, she's also in God. What's that movie about the president? Not movie. Uh, TV show, political TV show. Well, West Wing. There it is. <laughs> there we go. That's she's, the uh, pepper. She's uh, yeah, she's in the West Wing. So she plays the antagonist, the villain yeah. of this film. She plays. <laughs> she's she's portrayed as the antagonist and villain. She up until a certain point is maybe the only redeemable character right. and is i i would say the the, the hero yes yeah. if you're if you're in the universe where like you know again this i guess this is the upside down where like you know hugh is the lovable misogynist piece of shit yeah. uh she is the uh the the voice of reason who's just like wow you're a real piece of shit and you yep. are saying horrible things about women and like all this other shit important note she's uh she's in charge of the ethics committee yes for she- the school which i think is mentioned early on uh but like also as a note of like mm, she's a real she's a real she's stickler. a real ball buster yeah so Anyway, so he, yeah, so he embarrasses himself at the party. Uh, then after. Uh, with like a specific line that, uh, what is it? Something about, uh, he says something specific about 
not liking women. <laughs> yeah, it was, and like women should be like beaten, beaten up more. Yeah, in, says, fil- uh, in film. Yeah, in film, right? <laughs> in film. Like because that doesn't happen often, I guess. Enough for, <laughs> for yeah. enough for Hugh's liking. This is yeah. He's echoing the notes he received uh, from the producers at the start of the film, where it's like, yeah, everyone wants strong female leads. Well, I, that's not that's not radical right now. There's too many of those. I want a woman that gets beat up in a movie, and everyone's like, uh, what? <laughs> you, what's your name again, sir? Yeah, you, you just walked in the room. Yeah, like I, hi, I'm Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So now we we get to the first day of class, right? Mm-hmm. And he walks in and all the kids are like excited because he's there. And he basically tells them, like, all right, so uh, you guys submitted a uh, 30 pages. Most scripts are 90. Uh, <laughs> that means you got to write 60 pages. Uh, I say you write five minutes. Uh, you know, you write a page a day. Uh, I'll see you in a month. Bye. It dismisses the class for a month. And then dismisses the class for a month. What? That's fucking wild. So, (laughs) I mean, again, he really, like, again, if you were trying to, like, find some level of redemption, it's just like, man, you are a real fuck. Yeah, like, you could, I feel like if you put Sinister Music under this film, like, you put uh, Trent Reznor, uh, Uh, (laughs) like, grinding synths under this, it would change the, you don't have to change anything else, it would make it into... This dark character study. Because, <laughs> boy, is he doing it. Now, uh, he meets with JK. Mm-hmm. Hugh meets with JK. And JK is like, yeah, you uh, you really, uh, really stepped in some shit in that party. Uh, you really have to kiss, uh, what's her name again? Allison Janney. Allison's ass to keep your job. Yeah. Because she's the head of the ethics committee. And, and you got drunk on at your first meeting and in and and made uh, deplorable comments about women. Right, to this like staunch feminist Allison who yeah. like is is does loves Jane Who's Austen. doing her job yeah. by protecting students and uh their uh education as well. Yeah. So now he brings Allison like a peace offering of like a Jane Austen tote bag. And then he gets dressed down in the meeting mm. by Allison where yeah. she's just like, yeah, says everything that we just said. And is like, you now have to be a real teacher because yeah. I heard about you dismissing your class for a month. That's not what they paid for. Be a fucking teacher. So now he like, uh, he reads Holly's or he reads Marissa's script, mm-hmm. right? And now he has to actually teach. Right. And so then we have like the awkward beginning of the class because now he has to really do it and he doesn't yeah. really know what to do. And he's like, oh, so uh, this this part was kind of funny. This is where we are. Sure. Where like he's like doing the roll, the roll call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I chuckled here. And somebody was like, yeah, so there's only 10 people and all 10 people are here. So I'm pretty plus sure. Plus one. Yeah, well, plus, plus yeah, plus Marissa. So I think everybody's here. Yeah, <laughs> but like earnestly was yeah. just like, I I I think you can you can skip that right. Uh, Much like you can skip this movie, but go on. <laughs> yeah, never see it again. So then finally, somebody I think says, "Why did you come to Binghamton to teach?" Right? <laughs> I think uh, Marissa says that yeah. right because she's like sees that he's drowning up there. Uh, yeah, yeah, really like. 
Look, Marissa's was helping out. Oh. As a as a former as a former educator, I can tell you that there this is this is a teacher who was floundering and had no idea. I have notes on do. this as as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wasn't he wasn't really killing it. So Hugh, uh, then you know, just co- goes home with Karen, mm-hmm. right? Like like it's his girlfriend. Yeah, like everything is fine. Hop in, I'll give you a ride to my house. Yep. yep. We're 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 dating, right? He's already been hauled into a meeting with the ethics <laughs> ethics right. committee professor and is in trouble and he doesn't doesn't pause to think at all. Maybe I shouldn't give my 18-year-old girlfriend a ride to my home that I know my neighbor who is, also works at the school. Also works at the school and just likes to look in my windows. Sure. Is around, right? Yeah. T- fine. Right. So to that point, uh, she goes inside. Uh, Karen goes inside, and then uh, uh, Hugh sees um, Chris Elliott. Chris. Yeah. With his dog, and Chris is like, they start talking. And then that's when Hugh finally goes, hey, man, in so many words, is it cool if I bang my student? And (laughs) and, uh, Chris is like, no, not not at all. Yeah, Um, frowned upon. (laughs) People people get fired for that. Uh, So you, you shouldn't do that, right? And then that's when J.K. pulls but up. Wait, but wait, does he? Because I recall him uh, being more of a. But your secret's safe with me. Yeah, like the yes, true. Like he did, <laughs> he did kind of uh, allude to like, yeah, it's if you are, it's yeah. cool. But like, just know, I won't tell anyone. A wink. Right. <laughs> But just know that, like, yeah. if people find out, you, you yeah, you'll be fired. Yeah. Um, and that might be the least of your problems. Uh, <laughs> so, sure. Just so you know. Now, uh, J.K. pulls up in the car, yep. uh, you know, and a fun little, like, character uh, trait of, or not, a uh, wrinkle of his character is, like, he's got four daughters. And, and a wife. And a wife. <laughs> and, you know, he, like, is like, oh, I got to go home to the wife and the kids. But he, like, absolutely loves them. And, and it's, like, Jim, um, I'm sorry to keep hounding on this point, but this film hates women uh, is is my main takeaway. Yeah, yeah. And it's played for jokes that he loves his three daughters and his wife. Like, it's a, it, yeah, he, like, gets teary and tries to hold it back. Right. Uh, again, this man famously plays a terrifying uh, Nazi. He and, does. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. he's one of, like, he is great in this film and his character uh, acts fantastically in it. But again, it's like the portrayal is like, oh, this poor bastard loves his family. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like this fucking loser has uh, has a family to go home to, right? Yeah. And also he is in the film, he's like a retired Marine yes. yeah. and like can like murder you with his hands, which we'll get to that yeah. uh, later on. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Uh, so... You know, uh, uh, Hugh then uh, talks more shit about Binghamton, fuck you, to Marissa uh, about the weather, mm. fun and original and clever. Uh, and then... There's some statistic about how cloudy it is, right? Yes, like, yeah, yeah, Is yeah. this true? Yes, it is. Like, Binghamton is, like, one of the most cloudiest cities in America. It's, like, right up there with, like, Seattle, I, I did think. did not know that. But the day we were there, very cloudy. Yep. Very cloudy. Uh, we, do, we don't try and break from that. Uh, so... 
then uh, Hugh's back in class, um, and then like they're having some discussion, and then he tells the class like a very touching story of uh, how he writes a script, and it started off as like a story to his kid, and then it kind of started to build itself. But out. again, he's like prompted by the class to get into this too, right? Right. He's not like, I've come up with a lesson plan. He's again showing up just like, oh, fuck, I gotta teach. Right. Which in true, like, white dude fashion, failing upwards, like, nobody nobody who wouldn't look like him would still have a fucking job at this point if he was, like, doing all the horrible shit that is happening right now. Absolutely. But here is this, like, stellar moment where it's just like i don't know what to do and then like the kid's like what if we did this and he's like oh cool yeah and let me do that teaching's fun right so then uh hugh and karen uh go to the number five restaurant Mm -hmm. is this a real restaurant this was okay um it is no longer uh Mm. because it's not open anymore but where they were was not the number five. Got this it. was a Hollywood set that is not the Those real bastards. fucking deal. And they opted to shoot at the Wendy's, but not choose a. Did not. A fucking, well, probably. I, yeah. You know, and I also wonder, I, I can't remember when it closed, mm. but um, I do know. And this was, I, I feel like it was recent, but anyway, I was going to uh, say that's that could be plausible because I was reading notes about the production of the movie and there's one one part where he wrote something that was going to happen in an open field on campus and they went to it and it was a loading dock that right. <laughs> since been changed over. So I met like... I'm sure there were some locations yeah. that were not feasible. Yeah. Uh, and or this didn't w- exist. Or didn't yeah. exist. Um, but yes, the number five is in fact a restaurant in Binghamton. It was a, it's a really nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um for the time and it'd be it's also interesting too that like and again this is the film so it's not rooted in reality but we're gonna step into the real world for a minute where like this like college professor the middle-aged man is bringing this 18 year old kid to like the nicest fucking restaurant and he now knows he's supposed to be like doing this shit undercover right so you wouldn't go out to like <laughs> deposit or like Windsor, some like town way the fuck outside Appalachian, yeah, and then be like, all right, let's go to this little ass diner. It's like, no, let's be front and center in Binghamton. Yeah. I was gonna say, how big of a town does he think Binghamton is? Right, like he he fucking right. he canceled class for a month, and Alice and Janney found out immediately. Like, right. Uh, <laughs> I, this, ain't, this is in LA or New York where you can just like go to restaurant on the other side of town and be straight like sure. everybody know you so speaking of everybody knowing everybody yeah. again true to Binghamton fashion yeah. Marissa works at the <laughs> number five which I was not I actually wasn't expecting I was like oh that's that's fun, convenient, but all right. Uh, tracking, tracking very much so with uh, the world of Binghamton, and that that psh, you're gonna run into everybody. Sure. <laughs> so sure. now she sees this, and in like <laughs> just hilarious. Fa- this is this is kind of funny. I'm not gonna front. She's like, oh, hey, Karen. Um, good to see ya. Um. What do you want to drink? And yeah. she's like, I'll get a Chardonnay. And she's like, Oh, do you have ID? Yeah. And she's like, Sure. And uh, Marissa's like, 
that's not you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Hugh, but I got to kick out your 18-year-old girlfriend from dinner, right? And then, like... Well, Marissa uh, doesn't kick her out. The well, right, Karen right. Karen gets upset and uh, challenges Hugh to like back her up. Right, right. like huge scene in the middle of the restaurant, and they're they're like they're not in a dark corner. They they're they're having front it out. and center in the middle of the restaurant. Yeah, big argument. Which like the so then the workaround for her not getting that is that Hugh is just going to order Charnay and they're going to split it. Yeah, which, is which like, he says in front of Marissa. Which is not That's not how that works. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> but also like and also I, I had a moment where I was like, dude, is this your life? Yeah. Like dude. is it this is your life hanging out with this eighteen year old girl? Negotiating the, the terms of uh, getting her <laughs> under underage drinking. Like Jesus. Do you not Christ. see do you not see anything wrong with this, you fucking and maniac? No one on production did, Jim. No, no. And <laughs> that we plot, know of. That yeah. Know of. The plot storyline, all this, uh wonderful. Right. So after that, Karen right? leaves. Karen leaves, and I want I, I want to <laughs> the line that Hugh Grant or Hugh Grant's character says as as he leaves, and everyone's everyone's staring at him. He goes, "Daughters, like, is it? What are you gonna do?" And at which point, the audible groan me and my wife both let out. We're just like, "Jesus Christ, no, absolutely not." So yeah, so it's like you you are a full fledged predator, yeah, right? Like that, like let's keep it a hundred yeah. here. Like this is who you are. Well, not to be, uh, Marissa is not dismayed by this no. at all, no, right? Absolutely not. She's another day in Binghamton. Yep, she's totally <laughs> letting it fly. Which I will say, uh, there is like this, and again, she's like the beacon of positivity, yeah. and I think Q calls her out on it. Which like fuck you, but like there are those kind of like. Uh, happy-go-lucky-ish folks that run around Binghamton like this and I thought like wow this looks I I know like the Marissa's Mm. of this film right like you know uh, adult going back to school it's just like I'm a mom I'm figuring it out Uh, that sort of shit well so again she is not dismayed by this at all she's like all right so my professor is fucking an 18 year old (laughs) whatever this is life um he's also not dismayed he's he he doesn't leave he he sits down for a nice uh like uh, salmon and uh glass of chardonnay and he pounds that shit too because he's like fuck that i'm here to get lit so good uh, good work if you can find it so now after this so like she uh karen leaves Mm -hmm. and then he has food and then Marissa and Hugh go to the carousel, mm-hmm. which because Marissa's driving him home, she's doing yes. The, he's he's too drunk to drive because uh, he got drunk alone at. <laughs> well, God is still here, so right. he's he didn't get drunk alone. God is always that's here, true. That's uh, true. so that's he true. had someone with him, but. In this case, to drive because she served him, and yep. that's when she's like, "Well, uh, if you like drive somewhere, like you'll get in a car accident, and then I'll be held liable." Sure. Which, not quite like Binghamton. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you from uh, uh, 
experiences that I've had there, trust me, people will overserve you <laughs> and then be like, good luck. <laughs> Get out there. Yell such and such. There's a dude I used to hang out with who was a remarkable drunk driver. He was really good at it too, man. He was one of the best. Um, wow. But then eventually he got caught. Um, but I will say the times that I've been in a car with him and he's been drunk, really good. Okay. Um, but. Okay. Marissa wasn't going to take any chances sure. with Hugh and was like, you got to come with me. Yeah. I'll give you a ride. And then they go uh, to the carousel, which mm-hmm. I will tell you, for continuity's sake, mm-hmm. carousels in Binghamton are not open in the wintertime. This is what I read. This is what I read. Yeah, That is yep. not how that works. You better go in the spring and summer. Yep. And maybe fall. But sure. definitely that's just not popping. Um, and then we see the Rod Serling seal, yeah. which yep. is a real seal, but that is not the actual seal because the actual seal is in the uh, rec park yep. uh, column area. Which... So does that mean in some prop house in Hollywood there's a recreation of the seal just hanging out that could be listed on eBay at any moment? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes, you are correct. Um, and so then- uh, The reason we go we go to the carousel, too, is because uh, uh, Hugh is talking to Marissa about uh, just her, her past. She was a dancer in New York City, got an injury, and he makes some shitty remark about, like, oh, gee- Returning to Binghamton after being in the big city, that must be that must have been hard. And and Marissa, to her credit, her character's credit, says Binghamton rocks, uh, which and she's t- trying to show him some of the some of the sights, right? And yes, and then also like she kind of points out like, is it though? Like, yeah. I like living here, so like, sucks for you maybe, but yeah. not for me. Yeah, she's like, right? I like it. Yeah, so I fuck with it. All right, so then, Rob, what happens after that? After that, we get the most lovely panoramic shot of Binghamton that I've ever seen. And I've I've attempted to shoot panoramic shots of Binghamton, and this is, whew, it's a gorgeous, like, looking down, maybe from the Holiday Inn, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. Scroll through, find this shot, guys. It's, it's worth the price of entry right there. All right, Speedy Freaks, that's where we're going to leave it for today's episode. Be sure to tune in next week to hear the second half of our review. And as always, make sure to check out Jim's comedy album, Upstate Understandings, available at jimsearch.bandcamp.com. And check out my instrumental album as well. It's called New York Sticky, available at brooklynfrequency.bandcamp.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show. If you give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, you can throw a suggestion for something you would like us to cover in future episodes in that review, and we just might cover it. All right, with that, we will see you next week. Understanding Upstate is a podcast hosted by Jim Search and Rob Adler, edited by Rob Adler, and music from Regal Monk.